How is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Thanks for streaming today's Bet Slippin' NBA Finals podcast. We're previewing game for the NBA Finals, which tips off tonight, Friday, June 10th at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's the Boston Celtics hosting the Golden State Warriors. Um, Boston Celtics are favored three and a half points, minus 165 on the money line. Warriors are plus 133 on the money line. Total sitting at 214 and a half. Uh, Juice is on the under. Juice is on the Boston Celtics. Um, And it feels like a lot of the uh, talking heads are on the Boston Celtics as well. I guess I'm kind of foreshadowing, perhaps foreshadowing how I feel about this game. Uh, Before we get into it, um, all the odds are provided by our sponsor and uh, friends at Typico Sportsbook, who is a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game, so please see their website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Okay, so before we... Um, before we handicap the game four, Warrior Celtics, let's first talk about uh, game three. I went three and two in game three, pushing my NBA Finals record up to five and three. My uh, playoff record is still sitting at thirty-three and forty, which really sucks, obviously. But um, hopefully, we can finish strong and at least get closer to five hundred. Uh, I'm actually doing a solo podcast today, but I have to shout out the the, the co-host of the regular podcast and my homie Nathan Beagle. He went 4-0 in his Game 3 NBA props, gave out winners in our Game 3 NBA uh, betting preview, and um, did a Game 4 uh, props article that you can read at sportsbookwire.usatoday.com. So uh, Nathan's is really hot right now with these props. Um, and if you uh, want some more action on the game, aside from what I'm uh, giving you here, or want some more uh, some uh, more betting analysis for the NBA Finals Game Four, please check him out at uh, sportsbookwire.usla.com. Um, but again, I went three and two in Game Three. I hit with the Boston Celtics minus three and a half. Uh, hit the over two twelve and a half. Hit over Grant Williams five and a half points. Um, but whiffed on Marcus Smart over five and a half assists. Uh, missed that by just a half assist. And uh, whiffed with the Robert Williams under five and a half rebounds, which was definitely the wrong side. I think he finished with 10 rebounds and was an absolute factor in game three. So still finished uh, uh, three and two. So I can't be that disappointed with my uh, game three performance. Hopefully game four is a little bit better. I have three best bets here in game four. Um, I'm betting the Golden State Warriors plus three and a half. And then I'm betting over 108 and a half for the first half. And I'm taking the under Jason Tatum 26 and a half points, which is juiced down to minus 104. Um, Boston right now is ahead two games to one in the series. They've covered in both their wins. The total is two and one to the over. 
But the reasons why I like the Warriors, plus three and a half, all the signs point to Boston. Uh, Boston's crowd is seemingly in Golden State's heads. Uh, Steph tweaked his ankle and a scrum for a loose ball uh, at the end of game three. Now he's supposed to be playing and he's going to be fine, uh, supposedly, or he's going to be cleared medically to play. But, you know, that 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 is being used um, in a lot of people's handicaps. And um, another thing is Steph is probably carrying too much of the load. So if he has an off game, how can Golden State survive? That's another part of the narrative here for why people like Boston. Boston's also leading in all four factors in the series, and, and, and Draymond Green and Jordan Poole have been useless offensively. It feels like the talking heads are out on Golden State, and and most of the money and most of the action, at least on typical sportsbook, is on Boston. So I'm seeing a contrarian angle here because I think there's just been too much of an overreaction to one game. Let's not forget Golden State lost by 50 um, in the Western Conference Finals to the Golden uh, to the Memphis Grizzlies. So. Uh, they also got beat by double digits in game one, came back and, and thumped Boston in game two. So there's definitely a bounce back um, in store possible for this you know championship team, championship core. And there's a couple ways that this can get here. Um, obviously, the Warriors could backdoor cover the three and a half. Golden State could just win by Steph Curry and Clay Thompson going absolutely nuclear. Steph Curry's been great this whole series. Clay Thompson looked really good in Game Three, and I, I, I could see him putting together uh, uh, a strong rest of the NBA Finals. Also, Boston could lose this game on costly turnovers and bad offensive possessions. Sometimes they get a little lazy and settle for long twos and or contested three pointers. So. Um, there's a couple different ways that Golden State could get there, um, on the plus three and a half. And also, um, the Golden State Warriors are great after, after a loss and, and these playoffs are five and oh straight up following a loss four and one against the number and their only non-cover was in its clinch game against the Denver Nuggets where the Denver Nuggets played them really tough based on, or because of, uh, Jokic just carrying the Nuggets, but uh, Golden State's bats bounced back for a lot from a loss really well in all five games this playoffs. They have an average margin of victory of plus fifteen point four points per game in those matchups. Also, I do like the possibility of an in-game middle opportunity or even hedge if it's necessary, or to slightly reduce Golden State your Golden State exposure here, but. These games, uh, they get kind of crazy with these three-point chuck-offs. If one team gets really hot, they can take a, a massive double-digit lead, and we've seen teams climb right back into it and go down double digits and then end up winning by double digits. So if Golden State gets up big early, I'm definitely going to be taking Boston plus points for a nice middle opportunity. So uh, I would be on the lookout if I were you guys on that, but... All of it just feels like most of the talking heads, most of the money, most of the public uh, is going to be on the Boston Celtics here. 
um, for obvious reasons. And I'm, I think the strongest angle in this game is just to fade um, the obvious and take the Golden State Warriors to make this a competitive series. They were a favorite coming into it. I thought this series would go at least six, probably seven. And uh, despite how poorly the Warriors looked in game three, I think they can bounce back from a game four. Or maybe Boston just uh, pisses down its leg in game four. Either way, the Warriors plus three and a half are what I'm on here. And I'm also taking over 108.5 first half total. Um, so I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast, and he was just talking about how the Golden States, he just remarked how how um, poorly Golden State's half-court offense has looked so far in the series, and it had me thinking that the Golden State needs to really get out and transition to catch Boston's defense out of position. If Boston's defense is able to set up, um, Golden State's half-court offense doesn't have much. Draymond is needed defensively, but he's terrible offensively, isn't spacing the floor. But I think he can uh, push the ball up the court on live rebounds or any Boston turnovers and get um, get get some shooters involved. Obviously, Clay and Steph being the prominent ones, but Wiggins could step up here, and, and, and Jordan Poole is due for a decent game himself. Um, also, I like the first half. Uh, over because Clay and Steph can definitely get hot early before Boston makes their their adjustments, which they're known to do. And if Steph Steph excuse me is in fact injured, he may weigh, wear down a little bit in the second half. So it'd be best to bet on on this earlier than late. Also. I mean, these games turn into blowouts. We've seen, I don't know how many different double-digit blowouts in the NBA playoffs. And typically, when games get out of hand in the NBA, the pace really dies down in the second half. The game three over, uh, the game three was soaring over the total or trending way over the total. But um, it only cleared by, I think, three and a half points because there was 34 fourth quarter points scored mostly because Boston had that game um, well in hand. So um, I, I just think the pace is going to be faster in the first half, and I think there's a good chance one of these two teams get hot from behind the arc and run away from this game, and it dies out in the second half. Also, I was really off on my analysis of uh, Robert Williams and taking his under five and a half rebounds. Um, however, my point of him battling a leg injury um, from from um, the end of the regular season still through the NBA Finals, um, I still think is a valid one. And there's only been one, get, one day off in between games three and four. So Robert Williams looked phenomenal in game three, but maybe the short turnaround here in game four limits his effectiveness and availability. And if Robert Williams isn't on the floor, um, it's going to be uh, Boston's defense is definitely going to be weakened, um, and and it's definitely going to help uh, Golden State get some opportunities in the paint and at the basket. Also, again, both teams like to chuck three-pointers. If one of these teams get down early in the first half or obviously um, just go down big at all, then the pace will probably be picked up by the losing team, and they're going to try to shoot their way back into it, which could work, and it could lead to easy possessions, um, back the other way if if you know if uh, they're missing threes and long rebounds turn into fast break opportunities so I'm taking over 108 and a half in the first half of the uh, game four 
And then my final best bet is a player prop. I'm looking at Jason Tatum under 26.5 points, which is uh, slightly cheaper. It's minus 104. He actually averaged 26.5 points uh, in his two regular season games versus the Warriors. He had 27 one game, 26 the other. And um, he's had... Uh, he's been under 26.5 points in two of his three finals games here. He went uh, over 28 once. He had 26 another time, and I forget what he had the third time. But um, a big reason why I like Jason Tatum is this is an abs- or like the under for Jason Tatum's points is because this is an absolute must win for the Golden State Warriors, and I think that it will bring out the best defensively in Andrew Wiggins. Now, there is a, a video... Um, I don't know if it's like trending or anything, but there's a video of Andre Guadala yelling at Andrew Wiggins, trying to pump him up, trying to keep him engaged defensively because Andrew Wiggins gave up uh, a Tatum three. And you just see Iguodala letting him have it as after Steve Kerr called the timeout. Wiggins was definitely responsive and listening to the criticism, and he's praised Andre Iguodala's leadership in press conferences in these NBA Finals. So I think Iguodala, Kerr, and Wiggins himself know that Wiggins needs to step up and do a good job on Tatum and 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 help uh, Draymond Green kind of play that defensive rover back where he can maybe frustrate Al Horford, frustrate Jalen Brown, but... But, but Andrew Wiggins is going to be needed to reduce Jason Tatum's effectiveness. And Wiggins has done a really good job defending Jason Tatum in this postseason or in these finals. It's been when Tatum has been switched off of Wiggins through picks that Tatum's exploited Golden State's defense. Um, and that, I think, was part of the reason Iguodala was yelling at Wiggins because he uh, he got screened and didn't fight through the screen hard enough to contest Tatum's three, and Tatum hit a knockdown three. But if Wiggins is, is sticking Tatum and guarding him, he's doing a pretty good job. Here's Tatum's shooting um, totals in the three games when Wiggins is guarding him. He was 3-11 one game, 4-10 in another game. I have him kind of mixed up, and 1-5. And uh, in, 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 a, in a third game, uh, his field goal percentage, Tatum's win being guarded by Wiggins this series is over 30%. It rounds up to 31%. And again, it, it's a must win for the Golden State Warriors. I don't see them going down 3-1 and then coming back to beat Boston. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. They've done it and it's happened to them in the finals. But... Um, I do think Wiggins is going to give it his all and try to really shut down Tatum. He has the length, the athleticism, and the ability to to, to frustrate Tatum. And um, they're really going to need Wiggins to just make sure Tatum doesn't cruise um, or doesn't doesn't kill uh, Golden State's defense. 26.5 is a big number. Tatum could be awesome, really effective, um, be the best player on the floor and still not score 27 points. So let's hit Jason Tatum under 26.5 points. Um, add that to over one Oh eight and a half in the first half, and the Warriors plus three and a half as my three best bets in the NBA Finals Game Four. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me. Um, please shout this podcast out or just share it with a friend. Uh, maybe a nice review on Apple Podcasts would be much appreciated by me. Do your own homework. Don't just take my word and all this stuff. But again. Best of luck to you guys, homies, and we'll probably be back Monday to talk about Game. Uh, five of the NBA Finals. 
Best of luck with all your weekend bets, and I'll be talking. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show, featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.